Blog Talk Radio. Bob Malone, the keyboard wizard, and Ari, the most interesting woman in music. It's Music Friday Live. Stay tuned because we're going to have a great, great show. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So call us, 347-215-7511, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I know a lot of you are going to do that because... We know a lot of you listen to us on a podcast. You're actually not listening to the live show because, you know, you're at work. Or if you're, even if you are listening to us in a live show, you can't call us, so you'll shoot us an email. So I want to welcome all of our podcast listeners, and I want to welcome our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all their radio affiliates, and also to all of you listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes. And like I said, if you're listening live and have comments for our guests, Call in 347-215-7511. If you're listening to a, on a podcast or a rebroadcast on one of our East Coast stations, email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We will forward your questions to our guests so they can reply directly to you. Well, last night was a lot of fun. What was last night? Well, last night was the launch party for our new radio show, Musica Fusion LA. And actually, to say it properly, it's Musica Fusion LA. So um, we had a great, great time. I'm going to, um, uh, we'll be posting some, uh, some video later on this afternoon and also a podcast. But in the meantime, we have a star with us. And, it, you know, it's kind of hard to, to know where to start with our next guest, Bob Malone. Uh, Bob has toured the world as a solo artist for two decades. That's right, two decades. And he has um, played keyboards with rock legend John Fogarty since 2011. Along the way, he's created a one-of-a-kind hybrid of rock and blues and New Orleans uh, rhythm and blues. And it, it's a very personal sound that only he can deliver, and he does it with a high-energy piano virtuosity and a really, really unique voice. He's from Virginia originally. He now lives in L.A., yay, L.A., and after a time in New York City, New Orleans, and Boston, he's absorbed the musical energy of all those cities, and which is one reason why he writes and plays with such energy, and he can really synthesize all that together. He shared stages with Bruce Springsteen, Jackson Brown, Jimmy Buffett, Ricky Lee Jones, Dr. John, and many, many others, and and now you, you get to share the stage with him because he's here. Bob Malone, welcome back to Music Friday Live. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Your, can you hear me? Your all volume right? is a, a little low. Can you, <laughs> can, you, can you turn up your uh, personal gain? Yeah, yeah. How, how about now? 
Oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. All right, well, Bob, before uh, we get to your music and your tour and your ability to do, what, 100 solo gigs a year, I, I want to talk to you about the, the West Virginia Flood Relief Telethon, which uh, will be airing tonight in 20 states. And you apparently wrote a song for it and recorded it and shot the video and, and had it ready to go in, what, two days, three days? Yeah. Yeah, Monday night, uh, my manager told me about it and said, hey, you want to, you know, uh, record a song? Well, he figured I'd, like, make a some sort of two-camera video of the song I already wrote and perform it, you know. And then I got off the phone with him, and I, like, just started thinking about doing something actually for this thing, and this whole song came to me in an hour. Like, I was done with it on the drive home from the session I was at. And then, uh, so we had two days. And then, so the next day, I called all my people, and I'm like, can we record? And he was like, well, we got to get the piano tune. We couldn't find a piano tuner. So anyway, Wednesday, we recorded, made the video, the whole thing, did the whole thing in one day. And uh, Thursday morning, we sent it over to the TV guys and, and got it in, like, right at the deadline. Wow. Uh, what, um, what what motivated it's you? It's another like a deadline for motivation. Well, well, yeah, there's that. But, but uh, yeah. uh, why this particular uh, telethon? Well, I mean, uh, I just, because my manager is, uh, he's from West Virginia. Oh. And uh, he's in D.C. now. So he, he uh, you know, this is a, big deal to him obviously and yeah, I just sure. played there like a couple of months ago I was just there and uh, it's been pretty underreported in the news there's been so much other stuff going on so anyway it just came about like it came about from that good for you and, good uh, for you anyway well, and, let uh, me tell our, our listeners that uh, they that the that they can get full details. They can go to www.rebuildwestvirginia.com, and that'll also tell them if the telephone is showing in, in, in your state. And even if it's not showing in your state, you can still donate. You can text the word WV Floods, and you text it to 909999. That's 909999, and that'll allow you to make a $10 donation, or you can call them 1-800-273-0511. They need to raise $10,000. That's their goal. And as of this morning, they just were almost on the edge of $2,000. So uh, why don't you join uh, Mr. Malone here in helping them out? Now, uh, Bob, you often use your music to help people. I I know you've got, you're doing another gig uh, next month at the Ible Theater. You want to Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, that's uh, the Live the Dream tour, and it's, uh, it's music in the schools, basically. We uh, a bunch of artists that that are participating in this. What we're doing this show at the Wilshire Bell Theater, and uh, that's basically a fundraiser to do this tour in which we'll go to schools and do workshops with the kids, music workshops. And then I guess the format is uh, you go to two towns that are relatively, you know, two major market kind of cities that are relatively close together and 
during the week we'll do workshops, and then on the weekend we'll do a theater concert in each town, and then move on to the next two towns. Okay. And uh, yeah, this is a big deal to me. Like music in the schools was—I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here now and successful at this without without my school music program that I was in, and I mean that really saved my life, and you know it, it was everything. And uh, I just went to my own high school a couple months ago when I was on the road in uh, in New Jersey, and I uh, I did a thing for them for the kids there, and that was really really awesome. It's really great. Well, you know, I've I've just read a uh, a piece uh, I forget where I saw it at probably in the L.A. Times that pointed out a, a recent study showed that. Studying music in in school in in the early grades can be one of the most valuable things that pe- that young people can do in predicting their success in their other studies and in the rest of their life. So you are right right in there, and you're a great example yeah, for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like ninety nine percent of people who study music in school don't go on to be musicians, but it's uh, it's I think it's invaluable in either way. It's great for you. It is very much you know, is, and, for, and you know, for those of you, those of you who want to look a little further, you might take a look at the book. This is your brain on music, and it tells you all the wonderful ways in which your your brain is made even better by music. Well, you have just returned from a solo tour in Europe, and I notice you already have a pretty energetic schedule laid out, starting uh, in Canada in July. Um, did you get any downtime to write songs while you've been at home, or are you just sort of collapse and vegetate for yeah. a while? Uh, yeah, I've actually been writing songs. Uh, this year has been a little light. Last year was crazy. I, I was I was on the road all year. It's a lot, a little too much. And then the beginning of this year, January to February, it's just more of the same. And so I've I planned to forcibly take. March off, <laughs> which I did, and that has allowed me to, you know, appreciate this anew. <laughs> so I've, I've, uh, I've, you know, April I, I did, I did about two weeks of solo tour dates, and May I did a bunch of Fogarty tour dates, and this month I just did a week up in Northern California solo tour dates. Yeah, and then yeah, next so next month it, it all starts. Again, is it next month already? Is it is it July yet? Uh, today is the first of July. Okay. So this month <laughs> we go to Canada, <laughs> and then we have the, the the Wilshire Bell show, and then we have and then uh, and then I go to Italy, so to do solo dates, Italy and Switzerland for two weeks. Almost well, that doesn't weeks. sound too, too bad. At least, at least I I hope not. Um, no, it's great. The food is amazing. <laughs> It'll be great. Well, you know, uh, uh, I want to play a song that's not exactly new, but it, it's uh, I love it, and it's actually on your most recent album. This is Toxic Love. Baby, I got you. Ain't got no control of my thoughts and dreams. I got you. 
That is, uh, at least in my terms, that is a real gut grabber. And, and uh, the, the course is kind of self-fulfilling. I'm addicted to your toxic love. Well, yes, I am. I can, it's on my most frequent playlist. So tell us about that. And also about the, the, the DVD that, that goes along with it. Oh, yeah. So it's, that's from Mojo Deluxe, which is my last record. came out in the summer of 2015 and uh, got a lot of really great reviews. And uh, I did a very nice interview to promote it with you sitting in my car in a parking lot in Austin, Texas. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was on the road. I was on the road that whole year. <clears throat> and uh, and then we did Mojo Live. Is, uh, we recorded a show at a, a small theater here in L.A. Uh, that's last year as well with the band, most, most of the band that played on that record. Um, can I say record, CD, <laughs> collection of <laughs> downloadable MP3s, <laughs> streamable collection of songs, whatever you want to call it. Um, but but you know, you, you, really great concert DVD, and so those are both out, and uh, I'm happy about, really happy about both. You know, you you bring up a a good point, and that is we all still say records, uh, even though they aren't. Right. They're very seldom ever records. Although I noticed that this year, for the first time in a long time, vinyl actually outsold CDs. Did you notice that? Yeah, vinyl's back. I did vinyl on my last uh, record, and that really was a record. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been steadily resurging. And uh, it's a pretty big deal now. It's funny. I get, you know, I'll do a show and somebody my age or older will come up. And, you know, I grew up on records. Yeah, me and, too. And uh, with, their, with their kid in their tw- and the kids in their 20s or whatever, they'll say, uh, the parent will say, what, why, why do you have records? That's ridiculous. And the kid is like, I'll take two. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And this it's, is despite uh, young the people are really into it. <clears throat> they are, and this is despite the demise of the, the television series. I mean, the thing is, if you can download stuff, and if you grew up with that, a CD is a pretty anticlimactic thing. You, you must be like, why buy that? Because you know, I can just down, I can just download this. It's just this tiny disc thing. But a record, it's large. It's analog. If, it, if you put it on. You know, you get cool liner notes to look at that are not in six-point type, squeezed onto. Yeah, it's and an it experience. sounds better. You know, it was, it just, and it sounds, yeah, it sounds, it sounds great. It's got a I mean, unique, it's kind of like, wonderful. I was talking to people who are like records. You know, CD, CDs are easier to maintain. CDs sound great. You know, I mean, put on a CD after listening to an MP3, and you'll be shocked at how much better. Oh, I know. It I know. That's but, why I like yeah, to listen to the wave a certain, uh, uh, Records have a certain way of filling the room when they play. I also find myself somehow more engaged. Like I put it on, like I could put on Pandora all day and it's just kind of background music, but I yeah. put on a record for some reason I'm compelled to listen to it. Maybe because I actually went over there and put it on a turntable. You know, move, and I know that halfway through it's going to stop and I have to go turn it over. So <laughs> So it keeps me, you know, it keeps me remembering what's going on, and I spend, I tend to really listen. Well, we uh, speaking of, of really listening, I, I, I'm going to give our audience an opportunity to listen to a. 
different kind of a song from you. This is uh, this is Paris, and I love this song so much. It's so cinematic. City of Light, the old Eiffel Tower shines into the night. I guess everything they say about this town is true. Just another city without you. I wanted to play that because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons. One, it's a beautiful song, and it's very cinematic. And, and I've also happened to have been there and had that same feeling uh, for the same reason. But um, it, it shows your range, too, that you can do that kind of a song. Uh, was that really written on a lonely night while you were on tour in Paris? Yeah, it really was. Uh, you know, previous to that, every time I played Paris, my wife had come along because, you know, when you play Paris, your wife wants to come along. Damn right. So, right. That's just how, that's just how the world works. You know, when you play <laughs> Iowa, not so much, nothing against Iowa. I love playing Iowa. But, you know, your wife isn't like, oh, my God, I have to go. So, anyway, <laughs> play Paris, you know. So, Paris, there. So, we always went together. So, this, the, you know, the, the year that I wrote this song, you know, I guess four, three, three, four years ago, I went, and she couldn't go. So, I was there by myself, and I stayed at the – there was a little hotel that we discovered kind of off the beaten track there near the catacombs over in that neighborhood. And uh, oh, sure. really nice little hotel, just very, in this very Paris neighborhood. It wasn't like a real tourist neighborhood. It was just a really quintessential Paris neighborhood where they were all going about their business, you know. The butcher was right around the corner. He'd stand there, and he's like, you know, in his trench coat, and he'd stand there, and when you, as you walk by, he's like, jambon, jambon. <laughs> you know, he had this big leg of pork <laughs> You know, yeah. And there was an accordion shop, like on the same block, a, there's a shop selling accordions, a bunch of little bistros, the whole thing. It was mm. really cool. And uh, we just felt like we discovered a spot no one, no one else knew about. So we always stayed at that hotel. So I stayed at that hotel by myself. And uh, I had like a room on the top floor and you could walk out in this little, tiny little balcony and uh, look out and see all of Paris below. And uh, and I was during this tour, and I did the gig, and I had two days off before I moved on to Germany or wherever I went next. And so I was there for three days, and oh. uh, alone, you know. Yeah. You go to the restaurant alone, and like, yeah. Ooh. Well, and like, you never go to a restaurant oh, alone. Yeah. Right. So. Anyway, uh, well, you incorporated that nicely. Uh, did you yeah. sing that song in any of your sets in Paris? Oh, uh, well, since then, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this, I didn't do it in the uh, the show of, that happened when the song got written. It got written but, right after I did that. But show. now you do. But but now I. But do. now you. And, and how did the Parisians react? Oh, they they like it, you know. I, I imagine so. Okay. Paris is, is funny. I, you know, you never know how much it 
they understand the words that you're singing, you know. All right. When you're overseas. Well, let, <laughs> true. Uh, or, or even here sometimes. Um, you know. Let, or, yes, <laughs> even. I've heard worse English spoken here than I've heard in many European countries. Well, of course, you're also talking to somebody who hosts a bilingual show in Spanish who doesn't speak Spanish, so um, I'm dealing with you that do? one. But, uh, wow. I do, yes. Good I, job. Yeah, Wednesday you afternoon. Do you learn a Well, no, I, I have a, a, a co-host, uh, Deanna Carolina, oh, who does, speak, does Spanish. speak Spanish, but she'll be I interviewing guess. a musician and right. uh, in Spanish, and they're talking Spanish, then she'll throw it to me, and I'll ask a question. He'll say, well, we just talked about that. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes, and you a couple of weeks ago, a... well, it, it's fun. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. we had a woman on, um, and who I know is not only a singer, but likes to cook, and I wanted to ask her about her kitchen, and I used the wrong word. I asked her about her pig instead of her kitchen. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so so there happens. it is. But anyway, but let's get back to music here, or we could... Spend the whole time in Paris Kitchen. This is Looking for the Blues. different kinds of blues do you play all of them i guess so i just kind of play my own bob malone kind of blues basically you know i kind of the bastardized um hybrid of a bunch of stuff and uh you know the new orleans thing is a big influence on me so there's a lot of that you know most of my stuff that leans blues is uh is pretty much in that pretty much in that vein you know, but uh, you know all those things. I just kind of hear them. I mean, I love that stuff a lot. You know, and and I just kind of hear it, and you know, I I listen to a lot of it. I still do, but you know, especially when I was kind of forming my musical identity, I listened to lots of it and just absorbed it all. You know, all the different styles that I really liked, and uh, and then I tried to just do something with them, but. You know, and it all got filtered through the rock and roll I grew up on, a train. There's, you know, something about th- that that makes my playing the way it is. <laughs> well, and, it uh, works. And it I was, works. you know, a big jazz fan always. So um, there's there's that element in there too. So uh, I'm not not surprised. I can hear that too. We are talking yeah. with Bob Malone. We're talking about his uh, his recent album, Mojo Deluxe. We're t- talking about his tour, about Paris. 
uh, we're talking about his lyrics and anything else that comes to mind. Uh, you can talk with him too. You can email him. You can email him at um, our email address here, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You can call us, 347-215-7511. And Ann, we just got an email in for you, uh, uh, Bob. And uh, this is from Marley in New Orleans. And he says, if you're going to do New Orleans blues, you have to add some brass. Do you ever have any right. brass in I your got... band? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've always had a horn section, actually, in in my, uh, in my band. And... Uh, I have tons of my stuff have have horns on it. That one you just played has Brad. Right, there right. <laughs> so there you go. All yeah, right, Marley, that. there you go. Well, we have an, another email he here correct. from New Orleans. Very, very important. Uh, I'm playing piano solo. Then, yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. No. Um, Nan, also in New Orleans, uh, has well, wants to know if you've ever played in Mardi Gras. Oh, I played during Mardi Gras quite a bit. I go play New Orleans every year. Um, actually, I haven't been this year yet. I, this might be the first year in a long time I don't make it there. But next year for sure. But I play, uh, I play. Uh, you know, usually come down there twice a year and play. And I played during Mardi Gras. I played Jazz Fest. I played uh, yeah, just in the summer, <laughs> you know. That's that's when you find out how much you really love the place. <laughs> Summertime is hot, and uh, so yeah. Okay, and we have an email here from Austin. We have from Comet in Austin who said, "Your last show you were in Austin, and I guess by last show he means my last show when you called in from Austin." And he goes on to say, "Were right. you playing at South by Southwest? Do you ever play at South by Southwest?" Yeah, I played South by Southwest. It's been a while. I. uh I played a set for South by Southwest maybe, I don't know, five years ago at um, Threadgills, yeah. Do you like it? They have a cool outdoor stage there. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's so much going on. You almost don't, you almost even don't won't know what to pick, you know. It's like we played and then uh, we played in the afternoon and then I had the day and I just kind of wandered up and down the street and caught all kinds of music. And, That's uh, what it's all ran about. Ran into all these musicians that we knew. Yes, yeah, so the, the big LA musician joke is—I uh, don't know if it's a joke—but all the musicians I know, I never see them here, but I always see, I run into <laughs> them on the road. So we have time for just one more song, and uh, we're going to end up with uh, "I'm Not Fine." Here we go. Okay. Yeah, I'm but you don't really want to know. No, well, we we are on right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Uh, I'm easily confused. You know, we're always on on this show. Anyway, anyway, we are out of time. I wanted to to get that one in because that is such a high energy. It's a kind of song that that makes me glad I have a long cord on my earphones because I can dance around in the studio. Right. Um, 
it's it, to me it's also the the perfect blues rejoinder to uh, the the how are you question when people ask you that. Yeah, well, and I'm sure that's a lot. Yes, right. <laughs> Well, like I say, we are out of time, and uh, Bob, uh, thanks so much for coming back on, and I'm glad this time you didn't have to call from a cell phone in your car. Uh, sounds like you're much more comfortable. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm home. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, well, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I want to make sure all of our listeners out there know that your latest album is Mojo Deluxe, and you can get it at uh, Bob's store, which is at www.bobmalone.com, as well as all the usual places. And while you're at his store, if you're an artist, check out the sheet music for sale. This is a unique, has a wonderful collection of his sheet music there. You can take it home, and you can play Bob Malone. And, you know, it won't be quite the same thing, uh, but if, you know, you wear your Bob Malone T-shirt, which you can also get at the store. (laughs) Nice nice tie-in. And and at the same time, check out the tour schedule, Canada next month and back to the U.S. Don't forget, if you're in the Southland, get your tickets to the uh, his concert at the Wilshire Ebel Theater to raise money for Live the Dream. And uh, And tonight's uh, West... Save West Virginia Telethon, and uh, you can hear my new song. My new the song's called uh, uh, "The River Gives," and if you just Google Bob Malone, "The River Gives," you'll find a video on YouTube. It just went up. It got finished. I came home and put it. Up. It was all happened in the day. That, but it came that's out right. really, uh, really proud of it. So uh, that's what's going on right this second. Okay. Well. Thank you again for for being with us. I really appreciate it. We're going to take a uh, we're going to take a break right now, and uh, when we come back, the most interesting woman in music, Ari, joins us. Don't go away. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And we're back. We're back here at Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and of course, we are our broadcast partner. You just heard about our broadcast partner, World Arts. We had our launch party for Musica Fusion LA last night, packed the place. We had great music, great food, and we also had tequila tasting, too. That made things very good and gave me a headache this morning. But anyway, I'm, again, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and of course, we would love to hear from you. You can call in 347-215-7511. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, the Toronto-born, L.A.-based singer-songwriter, artist, cultural provocateur, Ari, is, I think, 
one of the most interesting talents in the L.A. music scene, probably music scenes in a lot of places. And, of course, L.A. is crowded with interesting talent, but she stands out. Her voice is unique, and it's unapologetic. It's also healing, healing for her and for those who, who listen. She's educated in psychology. She has configured her music art and her presentation in a way that recognizes no genre line. She moves from entrancing alternative to hip-hop and things that are just very personal and skilled. And then she adds electronic elegance. I've seen her live, and it's, it's really something. Her visceral songs touch you, uh, and they touch on topics from sexual abuse to cancer, as well as love and pain that we all experience in life. They transmit messages of hope, even while they talk about tragedy. She's just released her second single from her new album, her debut album, Tunnel Vision, and also she's got a new video out, which is stunning. And here she is. Ari, welcome to Music Friday Live. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. Wow. said so many nice things. (laughs) Well, you know, like Henry Kissinger Kissinger used to say, they have the added advantage of being true. Thank you. Well, and as I said, I I think you are one of the most interesting musical talents out there. And and for a lot of reasons, I mean, your music is haunting, it's addictive and, and, but most of all, because it makes me think now, how did training in psychology lead to music? I actually took psychology to figure out why my family was so messed up. (laughs) It was like, you know, I'm going to go in and, and figure this out. And it turns out there's no one answer, but I've always been interested in psychology for various reasons, one being that, two, because I suffered from a lot of anxiety growing up, and also I was a competitive figure skater, and I was interested in in sports psychology, so at a young age, I would meditate and, like, do kind of, like, exercises of the mind to prepare myself for sport, and I thought that would be interesting um, to maybe be in sports psychology, but... I was also running away from music because I've been doing music my whole life, and um, I wasn't sure if it was for me at that time. So that's why I delved more into psychology at school. Well, you were a competitive skater, now that figure skater, which is tremendously disciplined art. Do you, wow, <laughs> I, I didn't know that about you, uh, which, which tells me why you can be as disciplined as you are. Do you skate at all? No, I coached for a bit. My dream was to be an Olympic skater who skated to her own music. <laughs> so I've always uh, had big goals. Um, but I've coached for a bit. I still do music. I've skated to my own music um, to kind of complete my dream. Just wasn't at the Olympics. And uh, But, yeah, it's definitely a really disciplined sport. I think I got my discipline mainly from skating, not school, because I was kind of a bad kid at school. I didn't really pay attention. But skating was my was my discipline and it, it had like a real reward because if you put that energy in and you really practice, you can land your jumps. And I, I went up to my triples when I was like 14 and then I had an injury and so that steered me away from getting back into it. You know, uh, artists often mine their own, uh, their own lives for lyric material. Hello. And Hello. Are we still there? I'm not sure if I lost you. No, you didn't lose. Can you me. hear me? Uh, I can hear you just fine. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that uh, artists um, often mine their own lives for lyric material. Oops, we did lose her. Um, 
We'll have to call her back. In the meantime, I'm going to play uh, Pretty Little Villains, which is one of the uh, wonderful songs off of this album. I don't got a bunch of dumb laughs. Belvedere, plastic brown, and a VIP. To all your sweet suckers, don't hypocrite them violate. You ain't right, ain't right. I'm your bed dog Another blonde, another kill Another broken heart When it's down, you took a fall I'm gonna be just back Set it right That is such an incredible song, and I, I like say I've seen you do that song live. And you know, artists often mine their own lives for lyric material, and I assume you do some of that too. But you also look around the world and you see things that you just have to sing about, and apparently that's one of them. I, I believe that was about human traffic. Am I right there? Yes. Yes. Why? Um, well. To be honest, I was reading the news in Toronto and I read about this incident and of where a young girl was held in a hotel for a week against her own will and um, by traffickers. And I live not too far from there, like maybe a 10-minute drive. And I guess the proximity variable affected me, me even more, even though we've all heard about it. And I've always been bothered by, you know, wrongdoers of the world, whether it's murder, rape, or war, like, I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a utopian or kind of I'm idealist in that sense, but I just, I don't understand, you know, why somebody would want to inflict this kind of damage to somebody, and I just, I wasn't sure if I was relating to this girl as a friend or, like, older sister, but I just felt like I could feel her pain and just sat, sat there thinking, like, well, this girl probably has a prom coming up who's going to take her to prom, school kids are really cruel and immature, no one, they probably don't know how to deal with this, and she might get bullied by it, her parents are probably a mess, she probably needs therapy for who knows how many years, and if she'll ever have a healthy relationship, who knows, you know, and it just, thinking about all those things and the repercussions for some sick person to have, like, 10 minutes of weird pleasure, like, it just, I don't understand how any of it, like, how people operate like this or can do such harm to anybody and I wanted to write about it because I think it's important to write about messages that resonate on a higher level than just yourself and I think a lot of people can relate to being abused whether it was like family abuse or being bullied or being you know let go from a job without a good reason whatever it is like just being you know taken advantage of can has a big spectrum that everybody can relate to and this was the one of the more extreme ends and um i just think it's important that we can provide like support for people who go through such things and you make us think too and and here's another song that that uh makes us think and uh this is teachers Sex here always wins Small girls with big minds We grew up torn Be stronger, be wiser But don't be who you are 
I don't care what people say. Throw a little dirt on me. Time I play by my own rules. If it's good for you, it's good for me. I'm gonna be a dirty girl downtown. Who gets around with dirty boys uptown? Who only like some dirty girls downtown? Who only mess with dirty boys uptown? Like I said, that this is a song that, that makes you think. So w- what's it about? The song the Teachers is about, um, it's about challenging the ancient double standard on sexual behavior. And I just, I find that, like, throughout being a teenager, I'd notice, you know, dads giving high fives to boys my age for being, like, sexual aggressors, but then, you know, the same dads would tell their daughters, stay in, don't go outside, and so I just, not don't go outside, but like change that skirt, you know, like kind of a very different um, mentality on how boys should behave and how girls should behave at such a young age. And um, also dating, like you get people asking you, how many people have you slept with? And then if it's a number they're not comfortable with, they're grossed out by you. And it's not that I personally have a number to be ashamed of. It's just, I just found that like, why is this like this? This is ridiculous. Because in the end of the day, men who are straight need women to comply so why hate on a woman and make her feel guilty you know when you're trying to get that from her it doesn't make any sense it's a contradiction and I just think we're at the day and age where slut shaming and blaming women for dressing away for attracting attention or like you know just isn't shouldn't fly anymore and um, I think it's slowly changing but I wanted to put attention to that issue well you certainly do uh do bring attention to that issue and, and the, the video that goes with it struck home and obviously as, as, as a man it's not something I've experienced but uh, I, I recommend that everybody out there take a look at the, the video to that because particularly if you're a woman um, you may see parts of your life in that things that uh, society laid on you we're talking about we're talking with Ari and her uh, debut album Tunnel Vision and the singles that she has released and her music and her art and her thought and you can talk with her you can call us 6472157511 or you can email us several of you have already emailed us so we're going to get those emails musicfridaylive at gmail.com let's uh, let's go some of these emails Ari um Riley in New York wants to know, do you ever play in Canada, and what do they think of you there? I'm from Canada. I play in Canada. Um, I played recently, and I played in May at an event downtown. And, uh, yeah, Canada is great. This project's kind of new, and I've been uh, more out here in L.A. lately, but I do have, you know, a little bit of fan support there. I just released the record, so it's kind of like, the birth of it all and now to see if you know people want to adopt me as one of their new favorite artists and come see shows but uh yeah i do play a couple of shows i've played a few in toronto so far okay you're you're part of the uh the huge numbers of uh, very talented musicians who come to uh, los angeles from canada for the weather i'm sure like maggie and others um Riley, uh, no, this is uh, Regina in uh, Santa Monica, wants to know, are you part of the women's power movement? Do you ever play at uh, women's events or in any of the women's festivals like Lilith? 
Um, I would love to. Please tell me how to apply to those because I'd love to be part of it. I should maybe get you to tell me again later, and I'll write down the names. I could probably look into it myself. But like I said, it's a very new, like I just, uh, I've only played a couple shows under uh, the name RE with this record, but I'm definitely looking to get involved into more festivals and um, women issues and women power is definitely one of my uh, topics and something that I support. There's a um, uh, an organization uh, nationally with a, an L.A. chapter called Girls Rock, and we have Girls Rock L.A. It's mostly Latinas, but um, you might uh, check into to Girls Rock L.A. and uh, see if you might fit in there because it's it's designed to showcase rising female mu- musicians. Um, Great. Just wrote it since, down. Okay. Sincere, mm-hmm. I think um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Sincere in Hollywood wants to know: Do you ever do you ever work with any of the charities fighting uh, human trafficking and sex abuse? Do you play at, at benefits? So that's something else I'd really like to do, and actually had my PR team start looking into places where I can play, and definitely would love to do that. So if you have another one in mind. Um, I am down. I really like to play charity events whenever possible. But um, like I said, because this is a new project, I've yet to like build a strong show foundation yet. Like I have a great show, I think, together, but I don't have a bunch of shows lined up, like charity shows and festivals, but that's the goal. I do have a, a free show if you wanted to get on on um, the guest list, at the private guest list for stayers and back there July 21st. And it's not a fundraiser, but it's free if you want to come check it out. <laughs> you know, I, I I was at your your earlier show at at Sayers, and uh, you packed the place, and it was yeah. standing room only. Wow, you've got a lot of fans in town, and it was a stunning show. So thank you, everybody out there listening to us in Southern California. Uh, tell them again what the what the date is: the twenty first of July. That's July twenty first. And that's a Thursday, I believe. I don't know the time yet. I'm likely playing about an hour set with the full band. I think we're going to do some cool projector art also. And uh, if you want to get on the private guest list, you can send an email um, with the subject. It put me on Sayers List or something like that. And you can email A-R-I music, M-U-S-I-C, net, N-E-T, at gmail.com. So R-E-Music-Net at gmail.com. Okay, and you do have to be on the list there because uh, you, you you just can't walk up and buy tickets at Sayers. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a little exclusive like that. So make sure you know that you're 21 and then that you're on the list, and um, we can get you there. It should be a really fun night. Yeah, definitely 21. And incidentally, you know, it's odd because this is a very deluxe club. The drinks there are really inexpensive. Right? Uh, so. I didn't have any drinks, so I didn't know. But let's yeah, get well, they are. All right. Now, now, of course, it'll be. Now that I said that, it'll be packed. Um, anyway, like I said, I saw you perform there, and I want to play uh, a little bit from uh, Tunnel Vision. This is the title song.
had to play the clean version of that one. Um, <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> and I saw <laughs> when I saw you perform it at at Sayers, it was not quite that. But I will say also, it quieted me and it quieted the audience. Um, and you prefaced it with some remarks about your own life, which is kind of a brave thing to do. Do you get emails and posts and texts from fans telling you that you're singing about their life too? Definitely, and I think that is like the most rewarding part of what I do is creating music that connects and relates to people, you know, because it's like music connects people all over the world and, you know, on different levels for various reasons. And most recently I released my song Time Machine, which is about a friend of mine who's been struggling with cancer for the past while. And when I put it out, I I asked him permission if I can talk about, you know, what he's been going through. And um, when I wrote about it, I just, I got flooded with, texts and messages from friends and fans saying like they know somebody going through it or that they're sick right now and that really helped them and you know that they were crying when they watched the video just not like mostly because they knew what the song was about you know so knowing the backstory and I think it's like it's your job as uh, an entertainer either to like distract or to connect and help people like you know get through what they're going through. Well, it, you certainly have communicated that that well, and I do, do you get do you get posts or messages from people saying that you actually help them, that your music actually makes them feel better? I have, and uh, this record's a little darker, so I think it has like glimpses of you know darkness and like depressing notes, but also with a lot of empowering moments. But yes, I've definitely I wrote a song years ago, not on this record, but a different song and it was about my grandmother passing away and I got messages from people who said you know what this like I played this to my friends and family at my grandmother's funeral and you know the song like really helped me get through you know I lost my mother and the song really related to me and like you know it means a lot you know because the song was about um you know souls living on forever and so definitely I've definitely been like it keeps me going as an artist because it's not necessarily about like a standing ovation or having millions of people follow you or like you for superficial reasons but it's like really making an impact or helping people you know um, resolve or just like giving that support Hmm. Um, it's so important we have an email here in from Shirley in San Francisco who said uh, uh, who who writes um, you should look up the organization Bread and Roses they play in places where people need music like hospitals and cancer wards and even in prisons. I think maybe your music would be healing there. It's called Bread and Roses and they're headquartered in the Bay Area. So there's one for you there. Um, you were Thank in you. Istanbul recently. Yes. You, prob- yes, you probably went through the Ataturk airport, as have I. Um, I imagine the oh, terrorists yeah. there just devastated you. It is, it's always devastating hearing about the terrorism going on in the world. But again, it's that proximity variable that makes people feel even more connected to it. And it's just crazy. You know, the day that I left, um, I went to Cyprus and there was a bombing 15 minutes away from where I was staying. Less people were hurt, but it was still devastating news, obviously. And then with this bombing, yeah, that's a Turk or a Turk rather. It's just like, what? Uh, the people are there are so nice and like, not that I had some bad expectation, but I didn't know what to expect. And I was just um, really pleasantly surprised when it, we met locals and saw how kind they were and 
what good people live there and what a lively, vibrant city that like mixes the old and the new, mm-hmm. you know, like it just, I've never seen anything like a symbol. And it's just so sad that the locals are suffering because of the, you know, small portion of extremists who are making it unpleasant, you know, because these are people who need to live, they need tourism, they need the restaurants filled and their terrorists are doing a great job at scaring everybody from coming there and hurting people who are innocent and, as much as like, I wish there's something we can do, there's really not much other than like sending relief funds and, you know, helping spread the word to be safe. But uh, well, yeah, it's pretty frightening knowing that like yeah. if we just had a different flight, it could have been us, you know. You think they'll, you'll uh, write a song about the, the dark side of humanity that leads to that? Maybe, maybe. Okay. Lately I've been writing... Uh, probably at some point lately I've been writing a little bit more lightheartedly because I think this first EP tunnel vision really got a lot of my dark matter out. And I think it's important like to have the balance of yin and yang and not really only focus on, you know, dark sides, but also the light and, you know, the, the upsides in the world. So I'm already working on a second EP with a different producer and that one is definitely like a lot more lighthearted and kind of just about enjoying your life and, and not really focused on major issues. Um, but I do think the third album will be, I think it, I'm going to have a, an A side, a B side, an A side, a B side, just to keep it balanced. But cause in the end, Ari is about connecting light and dark and it's kind of like the gray matter in between and all of it's needed, but I don't want to focus just on one side too heavily. Good for People you. also want to yeah. dance. Right? Yeah, well, right. And <laughs> feel do. good and not have to always think. That's part of music is just being distracted and enjoying yourself. So I'm balancing the two. But um, at least recently I wrote a, a personal song about one of my family members. So that was nice to get into something more personal again after kind of stepping away and being a little more lighthearted. Well, we've got a lot of emails here about your unique voice and and uh, how you manage to control it. And we don't have time for the emails, but we do have time for one of your songs that actually I think really showcases that voice. So why don't we listen to a little bit of Spit Me Out? Throw me under a box with the red who was I exist It's how we grew up With a pistol Whipping in my face I'm not scared Won't cry again I played that spit me out And I played that because of, we've had a lot of emails Come in about people commenting on the uniqueness of your voice so i think the best way that they can understand the uniqueness of of your voice is they can get the album right so yes. where do they get tunnel vision so you can get tunnel vision on itunes uh, you can go to my website reari-music.net uh, if you want to get a direct link or stream it on spotify also, I heard Patrick, you said that there's a lot of emails. If there are, you're welcome to forward them to me, and I'd be happy to answer them personally. Okay. All right. Well, they asked, they, essentially, they all said pretty much the same thing. But, uh, oh, okay. Uh, so the same sure. thing, yeah. But, uh, uh, you, yeah, that, listen to the record. And... Okay. So, so uh, uh, Tunnel Vision uh, is available in a CD, correct? 
No, it's just digital. You can get a CD at my show at Bears on July 21st. I have, like, a limited printing. I'm going to give away free CDs there. Oh, really? Wow. It's a free yeah. show. And you're giving free away show. free CDs in a deluxe club with inexpensive drinks. How can anybody not line up early for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know how to treat fans right. <laughs> well, I'm new, and I definitely want to build a long relationship with you know fans and music lovers. So I figure if we start off with gifts, then maybe we can stick along for the ride, and you can help support my dreams by creating a demand for my music so I can get on a tour. <laughs> well, I, I demand your music, and uh, I, I think it's wonderful. And uh, everybody who's listening here should be at that show, and you should ha- you should get your copy of the. Uh, the album beforehand. And I also recommend that you take a look at the videos too. Now you have a YouTube channel. Is that right? Yes. Okay. It's also on my website. I'm not sure what the link is, but you can go from my website and watch a couple of the videos there. There's teachers, pretty little villains and time machine are the three videos I put together. Let me just say, these are stunning videos. This woman not only knows how to make art out of music, she knows knows how to make art in video too. So it's a whole package. And her website is ari-music.net, not .com, .net. So look it up, ari-music.net. Well, Ari, we are out of time now. Um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. This is so much fun. We want to do it again because we, there's so many other things to talk about. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show and supporting my music. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. You will. That's Ari. The debut album is Tunnel Vision. Follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and see her live whenever you can. But you can see her live at the Sayers Club. It's an unforgettable experience. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and all of our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is uh, Lars Christensen. Our, radio, our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Music Friday. You can download them as a podcast. Now, we're going to be on vacation. We actually do take vacations around here, and this one's going to be a long one. It's three weeks going to be in New York and then uh, down south and we'll be coming back with some more material for you all but in the meantime uh, you can get your Music Friday fix you can download the podcasts here at Blog Talk Radio and at iTunes so and also don't forget to check out the new radio program Musica Fusion LA which is going to be every day that's not going on vacation that's it for now have a great musical weekend